You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Beishemesh Israel, 5780-2020. This week's partial in Eretz Yisrael is partial Naso, and in Chutz Laaretz, it's two days of Shavuos. I'm going to share with you a vort on Parshas Naso, which is, of course, connected to Shavuos. And it's on the Pasuk, it says in our Parsha, it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands the Kohanan, the priests. This is in chapter 6, verse 23. Hashem says, this is how you are to bless the people of Israel. It gives us our famous Pasuk that we know, Yivarechecha Hashem Yishmerecha, Hashem bless you. And I'd like to share with you a beautiful Medrash, once again, an amazing deep Medrash, a few different points within the Medrash that, as we'll see in the end, is connected to this Pasuk of, of the uh, Birkas Kayanim. But at the beginning, we'll see that it's connected to the, the revelation at Har Sinai, what we're celebrating tonight, Kabbalah Satira, what we're we need to understand what is the idea of revelation, how does it work, and how does it connect to Har Sinai. We'll see how it connects also to the Gula Sida, to the future redemption, which I believe is coming very soon. Watch out for that. And of course, we'll see how it connects as well to Birkas Koyanim. What's the connection? So the Mejish brings a Pasuk in Shir Hashim. My beloved, Klaisel says about HaKadosh Baruch Hu God is compared to a tzvi, to a deer. What is idea? What is the idea of a deer? So the Mejish brings, brings this and says like this. Yisrael says, Hashem, come to us first. We want you to come to us. You are like a deer. We want to see you. We want you to reveal yourself to us. Just like a deer, when it when it's running, it's bounding, it's jumping, it's going from one place to another in a in a in a way that it it bounces, so to speak, right? So to Hashem. He appeared first in Egypt to us, then He appears to us in an apparent and clear way at the Yam, at the splitting of the sea, and then He appears to us on Harsinai and Mount Sinai. Brings Psukim. Now, the Pasuk also says there, Hashem stands behind the wall. Now, this is an important idea. Now, this is an amazing, amazing idea. It has to do with Shuiz, it has to do with the revelation at Harsinai, and like we said, it has to do with the future redemption as well. Zemid Bar Sinai. The Pasuk says two things, two parts of the revelation. There are two parts to every single time HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals Himself to us, whether it's in the original redemption, the receiving of the Torah, or whether it's speaking about in the future redemption, when Kala Yisrael will be returned to Eretz Yisrael, and we will have the Mashiach, we'll have the Messiah. What is the character of redemption? What is the character of revelation? Hashem reveals Himself at Har Sinai. It has two parts. Mashkiach mina chaloynes and mitzis mina charokim. Chaloynes are massive windows. They're, they're picture, picture windows. Hashem looks at us through the window. We see Him looking at us. We see that He's there. He openly reveals Himself. That's what happened in Egypt. That's what happened again at the Yam. That's what happens on Har Sinai. There's an open and awesome revelation. All Klal Yisrael sees Hashem, as it were. All Klal Yisrael hears Hashem speak the first two of the Aseret Sadebros of the Ten Commandments. But there's a Meitzitz Menacharokim, says the Medrash. Meitzitz Menacharokim means Hashem looks at us through the cracks. Hashem looks at us through the little cracks. We can't see. He, he sees us. 
when I look through the cracks, so I can see the I can see a whole picture. But those who are outside of the cracks don't know that I'm looking at them. Hashem looks at us through the cracks as well. The first two, as the Mephoshim explained here, the first two midra, the first two uh, Dibrois, the first two of the Ten Commandments were said directly by Hashem to the Jewish people, the entire one and a half million strong. The entire Jewish people heard Hashem speak, open revelation, Anoichi Hashem Elekech, I am Hashem your God, who took you out of Egypt. You shall not have any other gods before me. Those two commandments were said directly by God to the Jewish people, open revelation, clear, looking through the window, He sees us, we see Him. The rest of the Aserah Sadebrois were said to Moshe, and we couldn't handle it. The spiritual revelation was just too awesome. It was too massive. We couldn't handle it. And therefore, Klaisol said, Moshe, you be the one to receive it and give it over to us. Klaisol heard Hashem speaking to Moshe, but not in such an awesome way that they, they would be overwhelmed. And therefore, the rest of the Aserah Sadebrois were Mitzvah and Harokim. There was Hashem looking at us through the peephole, through the little cracks. He sees us, we know He's there. But we don't see him. We know he's there. We hear him speaking. Right? If someone's behind the wall, we could hear him speaking. But we wouldn't be able to see him. And that's how it works. This, that's the two, two levels of revelation. Says the Medrash onwards. And it's important that we understand when we come to Shavuos, we're talking about revelation. We're talking about an awesome thing Hashem did so many years ago, 3,300 years ago, 3,322 years ago to be exact. But, it's something that's going on all the time. It's something that's going on. It was an open revelation then, but we have, we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to us from behind the walls, even today. And there are also different places that have different levels of revelation. Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is a place where there's a, more of an open revelation, more of an open protection. HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself much more in the land of Israel. When you're in Gullis, you're behind the wall, so to speak. You're behind the Iron Curtain. Because the Shabbat is still there. He's still looking. He's still watching. But you have to look out for it. Metis Mecharokim. Medrash continues. Says the Medrash, an amazing thing. Same idea. Same concept. Parallel concept. Just like when you see a deer. You're, you're, you're out in the forest. And you're going for a walk. Looking through nature. And you see a deer. Suddenly it, it pops out. Wow, a deer, beautiful, look at the deer. It runs away. It's nire, v'choyzer v'nister. Right, it's, it's, it appears, and then it hides itself. Kach ve'elarishon, nigla v'nechse. Says the Medrash, an amazing thing. Moshe Rabbeinu, he came, he revealed himself to the Jewish people, he said, it's the time of your redemption. And then what happened? He was hidden. It took, according to this Medrash, three months. According to other Medrashim, six months from the time that Moshe Rabbeinu revealed himself, he was hidden. He came out, he said, it's time for redemption. Things got harder, things got tougher. And then, Kaddish Baruch Hu performs the miracles of the Makkas. Moshe reveals himself completely. And the, re- the redemption occurs fully. Okay? Says the Medrash, Avgoel ha'achrein, Niklalem v'chayzavonichsamehem. The final redemption is going to be similar. Klal will return to Eretz Yisrael. There will be an amazing Yeshua. Klal Yisrael will be returning. Millions and millions of Jews will return. We'll get back Eretz Yisrael. Get back Yerushalayim. Amazing redemption. But there'll be times where it will be covered. It won't be clear. Is this really it? Are we really there? Is the Messiah really arrived? Where is he? How come we're back in Eretz Yisrael? Mashiach. 
Where's the Messiah himself? Where's our king? Why is HaKadosh Baruch Hu not allowed us to rebuild the Beis Hamikdash yet? How come the Temple Mount is still in the hands of the Arabs? Why, why is there a whole sikh a discussion about Yehuda Shamran, Judea and Samaria? What's going on here? How can we got it? But we don't got it. We get Eretz Yisrael, we get part of Eretz Yisrael, it's supposed to be much, much grander. All of Eretz Yisrael is supposed to have, the borders are supposed to be much larger than they are. That's how it works. That's how it works. Now the Medrash says, Very interesting. The Medrash goes into detail. It's not really the complete focus of what I want to say here, but it's interesting and I want to, I want to read it to you because it's cool. How long Will he be nichsed? The the goyal, besides for there being, as I as I'm, you know, saying the pshat over here with, uh, we get back our Israel, we get a certain amount of revelation, but it's covered. We don't have the complete revelation, but it's also true in a literal sense. The goyal will come, the actual redeemer, Mashiach himself will arrive, and he will disappear, just like Moshe Rabbeinu. He arrived and he disappeared. Kama, how how long will he disappear for? Uh, the Medrash brings a proof of this the Pesukim and Daniel talk about how many days if you subtract the second number from the first number you get 45 it's going to be it's going to be Nigle on day 1290 but then the Pesukim says 1335 so what's this uh, what's the difference between these two days what's the reason for this inconsistency in the Pesukim the Mashiach is going to come, he's going to reveal himself, and for 45 days he's going to disappear. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu disappeared for three months or six months, so too it's going to be in the Geula Achorena. Okay, so 45 days he's going to disappear, he's going to come, he's going to reveal himself, he's going to be gone. And, and the Mephorshim explained, what is the idea behind this? It's important to understand. And by the way, we have a, the Medrash is telling us a parallel thing, like we said. Just like a Kedusha who reveals himself at Harsinai, he reveals himself, open revelation, all Kedusha sees HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it were, hears Hashem speak, but then he limits that. He limits that. It's open revelation, open windows. But then he limits it to being behind the cracks. So too it's going to be with Mashiach's arrival. There's going to be a revelation. Mashiach is here. It's going to be closed. It's going to be, it's going to be hidden. And then, oh, then the, the whole revelation occurs. What's the reason for that? So the Eitz Yosef and uh, Adam Aforshim here bring from the Rabbeinu Bachai who says that the reason is because the, there's going to be a war. There's going to be a war of Goygu Magog. And there's going to be an opportunity for them to make a mistake. Kodesh who wants to lure, so to speak, the, the enemy nations. He wants to destroy them. He wants them to be destroyed. He wants them to, to have come to complete destruction. There's a final, you know, everyone has to get their due rewards, so to speak, for the things that they've done wrong. The nations throughout the years have persecuted Klal Yisrael, they've, they've, they, it's time for, it's time for the, the final judgment day. So, Mashiach reveals himself, he hides. So there's an opportunity for the, the enemy nations to believe that, oh, this is our opportunity, now we can come in and do what we need to do. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals the Mashiach completely, and then there's a final judgment. That's the reason why it's done. Now listen to this. Where do they go during this 45 days? Where does Mashiach go? He disappears, right? Where does he go? He goes off to the wilderness. Some say to the wilderness of Judah, to the area where I live in Beit Shemesh, the, the, the uh, Midbar Yehuda. Those who say they go no, to, a different, to a different wilderness, Sichan and Oig, it's the other side of the Jordan. Now what happens? 
what happens? Those who believe in Mashiach, those who believe that this is indeed the real Goyal, so they follow him. They go after him to the Midbar, to the wilderness, and they eat foods that are very uh, bitter, very difficult. Of course, we need to understand if this is literal or it's talking about, it's, it's conceptual, it's saying that whoever follows him is, understands that it's, life is challenging to be, to, to have mysterious nefesh, to have the proper self-sacrifice in order to be able to, to follow what's right. Okay? They have a certain very difficult food to eat. They face off with challenges. But what's the challenge in this time? In the times, I'm, I'm, I'm now bringing it down to us. What's the challenge in the time? Because who reveals himself, because who hides himself, right? The Kaiso returns to Eretz Yisrael. It seems like the process is moving along, but then it's, it's like, where's Mashiach already? What's the vort? What's the idea here? The idea is that there's an opportunity here. There's a choice. Do I come to Eretz Yisrael? Do I follow after what's right? Do I follow after the signs that's, that show Mashiach is, Mashiach is about to come? Do I believe indeed is my heart? Do I follow my heart? Do I follow after the Torah? Do I stay committed? Or do I, do I get pulled after the Umas Ha'olam? Do I get pulled after the nations, after the Aravodazars, after liberalism, after enlightenment, after the claim that it's okay to live outside of Eretz Yisrael? Do I, get, do I fall into that trap? What happens in the end? So they give themselves over to the Umas Ha'olam. They say, oh, you know what? It doesn't look like it's actually happening. Those who follow after the nations of the world, so the anti-Semitism comes out. And they lose their lives. What happens at the end of those 45 days? An amazing thing happens. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings back an old miracle, that which he did for 40 years in the Midbar, in the wilderness for the Jewish people, as they followed after Moshe Rabbein, who was their Goyal at that time. Hashem brings back that miracle, and He provides to those who followed after Mashiach, miraculous bread. And of course, this could be literal, of course, and it can also mean that those, what is the idea of the man? The man represents Bitachan, it represents Emunim, it represents our faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're following after Him, we're doing His will, HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides for us what we need. And it might be in a miraculous way. It might be in a way that everyone around us seems to be, you know, following after the nations of the world and their, their gisha, their approach to parnasa, their, to business and all these things. And we say, hey, I'm not going to fall into that trap. I'm not going to read those magazines that all they talk about is all of the hishtadlis that I need to do. I'm going to work on my bitachon. I'm going to strengthen my faith in God and know that He's the one who's providing for me. He's always providing for me. Right? And to the degree that I do that, we're the oichle haman. That's, that's what I think that this means to me at least. The Pasuk says in Hosea, in Hosea chapter 12, verse 10, Hashem promises He's going to put us back in tents as He did in those olden times. It's going to be like the same thing as like the Pasuk says in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 6, the time that you went out of Egypt. Okay. One more point over here, the Medrash says, actually really two more points, but, but this is an amazing thing. So when we're thinking about what's going on, you know, we have a revelation at Har Sinai. Because Rahul reveals himself to Klai Yisrael. Well, we haven't had that in, in 3,300 years. Well, the truth is that we did. We had, we had Nevi'im, we had prophets, we had, a, you know, 850 years in Eretz Yisrael before the, the first base of English was destroyed. So we had open revelation. But now it's, it's a time of darkness. Second base of English, we didn't have this, the same level of Gilishchina. We didn't have the Arun HaKadosh. We didn't have so many things. Second base of English. And now where are we 2,000 years in Galus? We don't have that revelation. 
But Hashem says, you want to know why that revelation is missing? Because, because I'm bringing it soon. It's because I need the forces of evil to make a mistake and think that they're in charge. I want the, the Christians to think and the Muslims to think that they're the chosen ones now. I want them to fall into the trap because ultimately I'm going to reveal the truth and there's going to be, there's going to be a payment for all the things that they did wrong. So we're living in a dark time. We're living in a time where it seems like, hey, what's going on here? The Arabs are on top. Uh, the Iranians, this, then, that, and the other. And, and the, the Germans in World War II, and this and that. And it seems like it's, it's complete darkness. But all of this, Hashem is standing behind the wall. We can still hear His voice. We can still hear. We, we know he's, he's watching over us. We listen. We gotta listen. Zikkaisel Maravi says the Medrash an amazing thing. Hashem is standing behind the Kaisel. What is this Kaisel, this wall that he's standing behind? This is the Western Wall. The Western Wall of the Temple Mount, which is never destroyed. Hashem is standing behind the wall. Behind the Beis HaMikdash, the Shekhinah, the Temple, behind that, the Kaisel. The, the Divine Presence is in the West. Another example where we see that there's a larger and a smaller zchus, a larger and a smaller revelation in regards Hashem is watching us. He's standing there behind the wall watching us in the merit of the Avos. The Avos HaKadoshim, Avram Yitzchak Yenakov, their amazing merit, their chesed, their gvura, their teferes, these midas that they had. There's also someone that we don't mention as often. We don't think about them, but they're there too, of course. But they're also, there's the aspect of the female aspect, there's a hidden aspect. The female aspect, there's a schus which we don't mention. There's a reason we don't mention it. Because it's a quiet schus. It's the mothers. It's the Rachel. It's the, the Rachel Iman who cried in her tent. It's the Leah Iman who cried in her tent. It's the Rivka. It's the Sarah Iman who is preparing the food from the tent. It's Mitzvah Menacharokim. They're they're behind the wall. There's that that aspect as well. The measure says one one. There's a difference between these this chus. Unfortunately, say what they say here, but I would like to say that the difference is that one is an open. Uh, the 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 male aspect is something which is out in the world, which is out in the in the public. The chesed aspect is this coming out in front front and center but there's an equally important aspect which is hidden which is a hidden type of schus which is the the schus of the imois the schus of the prayer inside the home the schus of the of the cooking the taking care of the needs of the child the children right it's it's the schus that we've had the last over the last few months to to witness we've had we've been stuck inside of our homes and we've seen how much chesed is necessary Inside of our homes, what is an, what an amazing schus of the mice, but it's a more hidden schus. It's not something that we mention all the time. It's not something that we talk about. But it's also important. It's also powerful. And you know, the, the men go out, in Eretz Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, were able to already go out and learn the Bote Medrash tonight. The, the mice, what do they do? They stay at home. Right? Just like, to think about it, there, there's a, there, the, the, the female aspect develops in quiet. The child develops inside of the mother, away from the limelight, away from that which is seen. But that's also an important and powerful part of the development of Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael comes, we need Harsina, we need the open revelation, we need HaKadosh Baruch to say, here I am, Anoich Hashem Lekecha. 
But we also need that quiet time where we can't hear it directly. We don't hear, we don't see. We need that development inside. And here's the final point where we come back to the parsha of Parshas Naso. We come back to the bracha of Kaisavarku, as many saw Shem promises he's going to give a blessing. He says like this an amazing thing. What happens? Hashem is like, we said that Hashem is like a, a bounding deer. He's like a deer that jumps from one place to another. He reveals himself here, he reveals himself there. Sometimes he's more revealed, sometimes he hides himself. Another aspect, says the Medrash, is Hashem goes from one base Knesses to another base Knesses. You know, in Chutzlaret, so they're finally starting, you guys are finally starting to be able to daven with a minion, quiet, you know, ten people. We had that already, Baruch Hashem, about a month ago. Already now we're able to come back into Eretz Yisrael, in, in we're able to come back into our Batei Medrash, Berevam, up to 70 people. Baruch Hashem, soon by you, it's going to be there soon too for you. Hashem goes to each of the Batei Knesses, and He gathers together the Tfilas, and He gathers together the brachas that the, the kohanim are giving in Eretz Yisrael, we give bra- the kohanim give a bracha every single day. But HaKadosh Baruch gathers together all of these tefillahs, all of the limut Torah, all of the, all of the, all of the tefillahs. Kach HaKadosh Baruch Medalim Yerkaz Miknesses Zoh Leknesses Zoh. He goes from one base Knesses to another. Kol Kach Lama Veshvila Vorechis Yisrael. Because he wants to bring blessings to us. Like the Pasuk says, wherever my name is mentioned, I'm going to come and bless you. Because who is looking, because who is looking for the hidden blessings, because who is gathering together a bracha here, a blessing here. This is another bracha, this is another opportunity, this is another prayer, another tefillah, another, uh, another time that a, a woman cried for her child. The word says, So shall you bless the children of Israel. It also says, And the Mephorshim bring other Pesukim by Yitzchak Avinu, by Yaakov Avinu. There's a Koy. This is it. It's out in the open. There's a blessing that's out in the open. Because who collects those blessings. Because who collects the blessings that are out in the open, and I want to say that if we follow the line of reasoning that we've been talking about until now, because who collects the blessings in the Bate Knesses, collects the blessings that the Kohanim give, but he also goes to wherever we are. If we have to pray at home for whatever reason because of what's going on in the situation, because who collects all those prayers. Shem collects the prayers of the women, the righteous Sidkanias, who are made Harakim, who are behind. The, 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 the crack in the wall. Who they're looking through the window or they're looking through the crack at their child praying for their success. They're looking through the crack at their husband praying for his success. They're behind Akashbah who collects all of those. He's, he's, uh, who jumps from one great place to another. But he also finds all the prayers wherever they are. And I believe that that's part of what we see by Harsina. Harsina is a, a lowly mountain. HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself on the lowly mountain. He reveals himself in an open way. And he reveals himself in a closed, concealed way. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to know that there's awesome things that we do. There's smaller things that we do. All those things are important. Hashem collects them all. 
and we receive our due. We receive them all. You know, we, we get we get the reward for them. And the Umasailam have done all of those things throughout the years, throughout the thousands of years of our Gullus. And they will receive their due as well. The good things that they did, they will receive their reward. The negative things that, that were done, they will receive the Mida Kineged Mida. But each and every one of us has an opportunity to realize that the misses that we do, we might not be able to learn in the base measures tonight. We may be able to. Kodesh is going to collect all of those and bring them together and bring blessings to us. And it's interesting, I think, it could be connected to the reason that on Shuas we learn throughout the night, throughout the dark time, through the time that's ordinarily, it's not a time of learning. To learn at three in the morning, it's not, uh, it's not the time that people are usually learning Torah. We, we dafka are learning there. We dafka want to show that the Torah is revealed for everything. The, Torah, the revelation of the Torah, it's an open revelation, but it's also a quiet revelation. We're behind the walls. We're in the darkness. We're in the time of, of, of darkness. We're at, we're at, it's, it's the nighttime. But we're still going to continue learning. And this shows, this represents this idea that the blessings come from everything. The blessings come from all of the mitzvahs that we do. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gathers it all together. And ultimately the purpose is for there to be an open revelation that's going to be coming very soon. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to have the amazing revelation, enjoyment of Torah throughout the night tonight, throughout our entire lives. Whether it's an open, awesome revelation where we're so excited about Shavuos and learning all night, or whether it's the quiet learning that we do each day, our commitment to Torah should continue to deepen and the blessings that Kodesh Baruch Hu wants to send to us. Hashem should gather together all of our mitzvahs, all of the things that we do, and indeed bless us with all only good things. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Yontif and a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.